This is the main ingredient on 680 CJOB, and today's show is a triple header with downtown Winnipeg Biz events coordinator Sarah Lipinski filling us in on this year's ManyFest. After that, Sobey's extra pharmacy dietitian Jessica Welichenko giving me tips on making healthy lunches for kids, seeing that back to school is around the corner. But up first, Nadine from Hocus Pocus Pies and Dice talks about the great pies she makes and sells. Before we talk about uh, Hocus Pocus Pies and Dice, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about you. Okay, so maybe you can give me a little background of your history. Um, And and what led you to baking? Oh, God, I was such a fat kid and my mom was a terrible cook. (laughs) (laughs) I had my heart set on being a fat kid. Like, I really did. (laughs) Like, my mom, bless her soul. Yeah. She tried so hard. She's just terrible. Like, I thought... Is she a bad cook? Oh, God, yeah. Really? Yeah, like, <laughs> when I was growing up, up until I was about 12, I yeah. thought mashed potatoes were supposed to be like tapioca with those hard chunks in the middle. <laughs> and I thought I didn't like steak because, you know, my mom burns everything to a crisp. <laughs> this woman has burnt the bombs off four pots that I've witnessed. Come making, on. Like, making boiled potatoes. Come on, man. Really? Oh, God, it was terrible. Is she still that? Miraculously, when I moved out, she learned how to cook better. Wow. Yeah, we I got to try that with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I went home a few years back. Uh, I can't remember why, but I was like, oh yeah, I'll make a roast. So I make this beautiful roast, mid-rare. My mom cuts slices off and finishes it in the frying pan because it wasn't done. Okay, so she's she was a terrible cook. What would attract you to cooking? My mom dated a Chilean guy for about a decade. And he taught me a fair bit. Mm-hmm. Mostly just like, don't put yogurt in your pancake bed or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's a good tip. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he was really into food. So that's where I got most of my culture from, I'm going to say. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and part of the reason I still can't eat shellfish, they were like, you need to have some culture. So you're going to eat shrimp and crab and lobster. And I was like, no, no, those look like bugs. I remember being at a stalemate and sitting at the table for four hours where they're like, you're going to eat this. No, it's just not oh, going to happen. That sounds like a story of my life. <laughs> Always. I was always the last one there. And literally it's bedtime and I'm still sitting there with the food looking at it. I've never complained about anything else. Just those three things. Really? Yeah. How about today? Do you eat them now as an adult? No, I can't. Automatic gag reflex. Really? Yeah. Oh, boy. Like, even when you go for sushi, I'm like, anything except crab, shrimp, or lobster. Wow. Yeah. I guess it is what it is, right? It is what it is. And then uh, in high school, actually, I started selling some baked goods out of my kitchen at home to the old ladies in town. Mm -hmm. And What uh, led to that? Like, what would make you, I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, what was the jump to it? What was the jump that made you feel like baking things for other people? You know what? I'm not entirely sure how mm-hmm. that started. Um, Were you baking it because you wanted people to taste your baking or you wanted to make money, make a little business or both? It started off with wanting to share and, you know, have people taste my things. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of just progressed from there. I was like, oh, this is a thing that I can do to make money because I wanted my first car, of course. Right. So uh, I actually paid for my first car entirely by selling fudge. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, it was good times. I Seriously? Have, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it was like a $500 car, but still. Who cares? Doesn't matter, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. You still made it, made your own money and bought it. That's pretty good. Yeah, and this is out in the country. So like, I'd come into the city and visit a few friends, and I'd bring a duffel bag, and I'd go shopping at the wholesale club and just come back with like a whole thing full of condensed milk, chocolate, and butter. That is funny. <laughs> wow. I guess, you know, when, yeah, once you realize something can actually make... You money well and like living four hours out of the city is so much cheaper when you come here mm-hmm. like things are literally half the price this is the main ingredient on 680 cjob and i'm talking with nadine from hocus pocus pies and dice let's talk about the business first <laughs> let's talk about the name right mm-hmm. hocus pocus pies and dice what does that mean for how did you come up with the name what does it mean uh well i feel like it describes me pretty well and 
I kind of came up with it as kind of a joke. Uh, I had this one friend in university and I told her that, you know, I'd been baking for a few people and I'd gotten proposals. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, obviously you're cooking a sorcery. That's why. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. All right. So I think I got six proposals. Which <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. Um, what about the dice part? Uh, I started making those for myself for Christmas a few years back because I wanted to give those to my friends because most of my friends are pretty big in the board game community. Right. And then I posted some pictures on Facebook and people were like, oh, I want those too. So uh, there you go. Okay. Hey, let's clarify what the dice are. They're, like they're not just, you know, hey, I'm making like actual dice to play in a game. They are what? They're dice made out of chocolate. Nice. Yeah. So nice. Uh, my partner has something like 200 dice just kicking around. So I use those to make a mold. So people like the actual taste of the dice or they just like the fact that you can get chocolate shaped dice? I think it's more of a kitsch factor where they're just happy to have something that coincides with their themes. But yeah. I use Caldo chocolate, so I've never had any complaints about flavor. Oh, nice. Okay, I got it. I got it. Mm-hmm. Um Usually they're dark chocolate. I've done a few runs of white, but... All right, so so it's it's pies and dice, but you make various baked goods, right? Yeah. Um, I specialize in pies, but I do a lot of scones and marshmallows. Right. And those are pretty popular. Like right now I've got the honey marshmallows and the pistachio ones. Nice. And, uh, yeah. Okay, so you, you make pies, you make scones, you make chocolates, you make marshmallows. Mm-hmm. And specialty products, right? You make some, you make any other, other things? Uh, basically just on request. Yep. Uh, so I've got this one group, and they get me to make their oat cakes because they do reenactments. What? Yeah. What do you mean? I don't get it. Uh, it's some kind of old Viking thing. So I just found a recipe and put it together. Uh, oat cakes. It's a Scottish thing, apparently. <laughs> uh, they're happy. They're like, like oh. whatever. Hey, man. Yeah, I'll yeah. make that. Uh, yeah. And they're like, oh, this is great. It's the most authentic thing we found. I'm like, all right. I just followed a recipe. <laughs> totally. Whatever. <laughs> okay. So when we met, you brought me two pies. And what flavor were those pies? Um, I know one for sure was the parent amaretto. Yeah, which is, that, that sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Hey. It's a fan favorite. And then sure. I think the other one was strawberry. Okay. All right. Yeah. So what kind of pies do you make? Yeah, I'm sure, there, is there a lineup, like a signature lineup of pies you make and then you make I've got a handful of, of classics. Yep. So I've got the sour cherry streusel and then I usually do Saskatoon, oh. blueberry, and then I make this thing called a bee sting tart. It's some a bee sting. Uh, it's similar to a butter tart, but it has almond, honey, and condensed milk. Yep. So it's basically the best thing you'll ever taste. It's it's uh, crack. Okay, so hang on. So is it bee sting or bee sting? Bee sting with a hyphen. Oh, bee sting. Yeah. Like is in a bee buzz bee. bee. Yeah. Oh, got it. Uh, there's a. German... I'm slow today, hey. Like I'm super slow. Well, it's a good thing you're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a German thing. It's... How could you say that's me? <laughs> well, at least you can fall back on your looks, right? <laughs> oh, man. I bite you in and that's what I get. Um, no, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, there's, uh, the name came from this German cake. Uh, it's the sweet dough and then inside there's like a really nice custard and then on top there's a glaze with almonds and honey. Oh, that sounds really good. You make yeah. that on a regular basis? I don't make that one. I make the beasting tarts because those are more my speed. Really? Yeah. I you try make and... the beasting tarts on a regular basis. That's part of the regular lineup. Mm, they're classic. I wouldn't say they're regular, though, just because depending on the weather and whatnot. Right. It's more of a Christmas thing. Yep. And people love it. Can it be Christmas tomorrow, then? It could be Christmas tomorrow. Okay. see what All I can right. do. All right. Let's take a little break and return with more talk about pies with Nadine from Hocus Pocus Pies and Dice. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. I'm talking about pies with Nadine from Hocus Pocus Pies and Dice. And not only does she make pies, 
but she helps me through this interview on a day when I literally am having one long brain fart. All right, you're going to a... Uh, farmer's market? Farmer's market tomorrow. That's it. <laughs> Thank you, God. Um, <laughs> which, one are you going, which one are you going to? Uh, tomorrow, I'm doing the downtown market. Yep. And then on Saturday, I'm doing the MCC market. Okay. And where's, that, got, where's that one? Uh, on Chalmers, right by the MCC thrift store. Gotcha. They've got a small one. I haven't been to that one before. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. How do people know where you are? Like, yeah, I'm sure you have your year planned out on you're doing all these markets. How, do, how can people find you? How do they Facebook. Know? Facebook. Yeah. I've got Twitter and Instagram too, but Facebook is the most reliable. Right. Uh, and I will usually announce it a day or two in advance. Be like, hey guys, you're looking to find me. I'll be at this market. And usually I'll announce what I'm bringing. Gotcha. Sometimes it's a surprise. Yeah. That's probably better off being a surprise because sometimes you probably don't know what you're bringing, right? You're kind of. Yeah. Well, a lot of it too, like. Tonight, I'm going to leave here, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to bake all night. I'm going to pack up my car, and I'm going to go to the market in the morning. Are you being serious? Yeah. Holy smokes. So that's really. craziness, man. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's bad? I stayed up for 36 hours over the weekend because I was doing a sale down by St. Norbert. Mm-hmm. Not at the St. Norbert Market, but a sale down by there. And I stayed up all night and all day going through that stuff, and then finally just. Like you needed that much stuff? I thought I did. The sale I went to was. Pretty slow, mm-hmm. but I assume because it was next to the St. Norbert Market, it would have been busy. No, none oh. of the traffic carried over. Oh, dude, so you stayed up all that time. Yeah. That's crazy. Was there, I'm sure there's plenty of times where you don't stay up and you think you have enough and it's not enough. Yeah. The South Osborne Farmer's Market is my favorite, and mm-hmm. that one's the hardest to tell. Because mm-hmm. usually there's at least 100 people that come by and most of them buy something, which is nice. All right. Uh, some days I'll have a few pies left over, and then sometimes I'm sold out with the first two hours. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. That's, that must be kind of nice, right? It is. South Osborne's definitely my favorite, and they're every Wednesday. Hmm. And they've got a really good time now. Uh, they're four till eight, and they're at the Lord Roberts Community Center, yep. which is a lot better than the location we had last year. Where was that? Uh, at the Mulvey Market. Where's you know that? when you're going south on Osborne, just uh, past the underpass? Mm-hmm. Right on the left, the first left. Which oh, is really, really convenient for people coming home. Yeah. But this new place is great. It's oh. a few blocks south. Yep. And uh, it's a right turn. Gotcha. Yeah, that's easy enough. Um, what about the marshmallows? You don't j- just make regular marshmallows. What do you? What, what kind do you make? Um, what I've done so far, the honey ones, pistachio, chocolate mint, matcha, chocolate, uh, coffee from Black Pearl, and rose water. That's it? That's all you got? <laughs> yeah. Orange was you nice. You like 10 minutes. Rum was good. Really? Some amaretto ones. Are those going to be at any of the farmer's markets? Mm-hmm. I'm asking because my daughter loves marshmallows. Like, love, love, love. Oh, them. yeah. You should have mentioned some. I have some right now. Do you really? Yeah. I should go crazy for them. I don't know if she'd go crazy for pistachio, but... Uh... I think she would. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll She's be as greedy as me, so... <laughs> These things are enormous, too. They're like... That's the size of one? Usually, yeah. They're Holy usually smokes. like two by three or two by four, and they're pretty thick. That is crazy. That's it's like good. a sandwich. That's like sandwich size. Yeah. Like but a it's small all fluff. sandwich. Huh? But it's all fluff. All fluff. It's <laughs> funny. Okay, so out of all the things that you make, what's your favorite thing to make? And what's your favorite thing to eat? Is it, is it the same thing? Yeah. I usually like making what I like eating. Yeah. Yeah. My sour cherry pie is my favorite really? by far. Yeah. Sometimes I kind of hope I don't sell it just so I can go home and sit on the couch with a fork and just eat a pie. Yeah, can I have one of those? No, no, no. No. Choose something else. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody bought that one, so it's sold already. Yeah. Um, I haven't done that yet, but it's been pretty close. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm not sure about you, but when I'm busy and I'm doing stuff, I honestly sometimes I forget to eat. 
Yeah, so by the that end never the happens to me, sister. Never, never, <laughs> never, never. Yeah, I like eating, so I never forget. Which is funny because I'm around food all day, and sometimes I'm like, eh. Because you're working, you know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. used to the process of actually making the product, so it's just kind of a job to you, even though you still should eat, but yeah, it's probably more of a automatic yeah. thing for you to just keep making, mm-hmm. keep making, right? Yeah, and you know what they say, don't eat your profits either, so. Yeah, <laughs> going up someone else's table, yeah. then go back to your booth, right? Um, what are you most known for out of all the things you make? What are, what's what's the thing that is most people's go-to as far as you're concerned? Uh, probably the dice, just because a few people in the gaming community uh, really like put them on Instagram everywhere. You sell, still sell a lot of those? Not as many as I used to, just because uh, I was trying to go through Manitoba Agriculture to get them in stores. Mm-hmm. And the process for that is Long, pretty intense. Yeah, yeah like um, I got food-grade silicone, which is what I've been using forever, but because they're little air bubbles, mm-hmm. it's not good to go. Oh. Yeah. So it's not easily cleanable. So I'm working on that. Right. Tough go. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So maybe we, you can list off the ones that you know, which markets that you're going to be at this year. I will for sure be at the South Osborne Farmer's Market. Like repeatedly? Repeatedly. Every Wednesday. It's my favorite by far. The people there are super nice. Right. And uh, the community has just been really welcoming. It was the first market that I did. And it's one I'm going to absolutely keep going to. They're growing every year. And the people are just so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's half the battle, right? If you're going to be there all day, you want to make sure mm-hmm. you're somewhere where you actually get along with everybody, right? Yeah. And I've got buddies there, too. So it's nice. You can chit-chat, catch up. All right. And just kind of yeah. hang out while you're making yeah. money. And uh, for the first and the last market of the year, they're going to have a liquor license. Oh, really? Yeah. So <laughs> they're going to have booze there. So I'm going <laughs> pretty much. And that's on the 14th. It starts mm-hmm. and then it goes up until September, so the 14th. October. They're going to have a liquor license. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then they're going to have live music too. I think they're going to have live music every week. Nice. Yeah. yeah that's pretty cool. Um, okay. Basic info. Um, how do people order? How can they contact you? Uh, you can contact me via email, send me a request, or you can contact me on Facebook. Uh, Hocus Pocus Pie. Right. And that's how they track you too, right? Yeah. Again, when things change, you're, maybe you're, let's say you all of a sudden you throw in that you're going to be somewhere else. That's where you update all the time, right? Absolutely. People want to, there's no number they can call you, is there? You don't want to give your number on the I app. have my phone number there. It's uh, totally really? fine. Yeah. 204-898-6237. Yep. Sucker. Now tons of people going to call you. You sure. know that, right? It's okay. My phone's dead right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's on its last 5%. <laughs> It's awesome. Thanks for coming in, man. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. This is nice. The ever-popular Manifest takes place September 8th to 10th with so many great things that take place in just three days. Downtown Winnipeg Biz Events Coordinator Sarah Lipinski took time out of her busy schedule to break it down after sports, news, and of course the weather when the main ingredient returns. Manifest is coming and you don't want to miss it because there is literally something for everyone, no matter what your age. So downtown Winnipeg Biz Events Coordinator Sarah Lipinski knows everything about it because she helped coordinate it. So she's here to break it down. Let's start with what is Manifest and uh, how did it get started? Uh, So Manifest is the largest street festival in downtown. And it's basically a bunch of mini events in one big weekend festival. Uh, It started seven years ago. And so we're really excited for this to be the seventh year. And there's a bunch of activities. There's Cyclovia, the running room race, Food Truck Wars, the giant movie, a farmer's market. Um, so literally something for everybody. 
All right, so I'm going to start with some basic questions, and then we're going to break down each of those little things. Maybe you can give a description of what are those, what those things are, okay? Yep. All right, so it runs for, how many days does it run for? Uh, it runs from Friday, September 8th to Sunday, September 10th. Is, is there a cost, or is it free? No, it's free. Something <laughs> that that great downtown being free is a Winnipeg price, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about some of the events. Uh, giant movie in the park, what's that? Yeah, so Sunday night to wrap up the festival, we have our giant movie in the park, and this year we are showing Sing. Oh, hey, that'll be good, hey? Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I'm actually really excited. Yeah, and you know what? With the weather being the way it is, hopefully we get the, the good run during this, during this whole uh, festival, so it'll be like no bugs. That's unheard of in Winnipeg, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, um, you guys had, last year you had stages set up, and there was music going pretty much the whole time. So is that the same thing for all three days? Yeah, so we have our two stages again this year. Uh, We've partnered with Pop Entertainment. We're really excited about it, and they will be programming both stages. Uh, In previous years, our Kennedy stage was our Indigenous stage, and this year, instead of um, that, we will be having Indigenous performers on both stages, Mm -hmm. and our Kennedy stage will be our Emerging Artist stage. Oh, nice. To showcase some, like, up-and-coming talent, uh, local Manitoba talent. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's what's the ten ten race? The ten and ten race is put on by Running Room. Uh-huh. I believe they do four different races on Sunday morning at ManyFest, mm-hmm. um, and ManyFest is the start and finish line. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. Um, my favorite, the wine and beer gardens. What's going on yes. there? Yes. <laughs> uh, so this year, we're really <laughs> excited to be partnering with Farmery Estate Brewery. Um, to have a more like local Manitoba feel in our beer garden. That's cool. I like that. That's really awesome. Yeah, and they have a ton of options. Like they have their lager, I believe, and their regular beer. I'm not a beer girl. And then they, but they also have their hot or their iced tea, their uh, pink lemonade, and their prairie berry um, beers for people like me that aren't into the classic beer taste. I'll forgive you for not being a beer girl. I'll forgive you for that <laughs> statement. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm, I, <laughs> it seems so refreshing on a summer day, but, <laughs> but no, get into it. <laughs> um, farmers and artesian markets. What's going on with that? Yeah. So our farmer's market and artesian market is back on this year. I think we have over 30 vendors um, just nice. selling some like local produce and some handmade items. Yeah, that was good last year. I like that part. Um, Cyclovia, you said? What's that? Cyclovia, um, we're just promoting like green transportation and we closed down um, some lanes uh, to make it bike friendly. And we just really encourage people to come to ManyFest in like a green way. Cool. That's pretty cool. So let's say I do ride my bike. Where do I park my bike? We have bike valets on site, so you don't need to worry about that. So I ride up, some guy takes my bike, parks it when I want it back, like in my little stub, and he gives me my bike back. Exactly. Cool. You know, I'm going to try that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's a kid's zone? Kid zone, we have a bunch of fun activities to keep the kids entertained. We have some, like, giant bouncy slides, um, some, like, arts and crafts table, face painting, all that good stuff. So if people see, like, a big uh, dude in the bouncy castle, (laughs) that's not good, is it? (laughs) I'm totally kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Let's talk about one of the biggest things of many fest, the ever-popular 
food truck wars. Like Winnipeg has yes. gone crazy with awesome food trucks. Not just the amount, but the quality of food these guys kick out. So yeah, the um, food is amazing. Yeah, isn't it great? Yeah, and there's so many to choose from. It's insane. Do you know how many you have to choose from this year? Um, this year we have probably close to like 35. Nice. Yeah, so it's definitely our largest amount of food trucks that we've had so far. So are they lined up in the same place? Last time you had them, I think it was on Memorial, wasn't it? Like kind of wrapped around. Yeah, the food truck wars area will be um, on Memorial Boulevard. Yeah, that's killer. That's a great spot. But that this whole thing is really good. Let's talk about. Is it possible to know who the judges are? Have you guys chosen the judges yet? I'll say that. Not that I know of yet. Yeah, crazy last year. The amount of food you got to consume in order to... Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's crazy. Not good for the waistline. Let me, I, was, I, I was a judge last year, and it was a task, <laughs> right? Because everybody wanted to win, and I guess they were supposed mm-hmm. to give out hey, a certain portion, but presentation was half of it. So they would give you full portions yeah. of everything, right? And you're like, I'm on truck two, and I'm, fun, I'm full. Yeah, it's like fun at first, and then... <laughs> <laughs> then it's a job. <laughs> but I, I could think of worse jobs. It was actually quite fantastic. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Okay, so an event like this doesn't run itself, right? So you guys obviously must take volunteers, right? Yes. How do people volunteer? Uh, if you're interested in volu- volunteering, you can check out our website, www.manyfest.ca, um, and come volunteer at the festival. It's killer. And sponsorship plays a big role. Um, mm-hmm. Are you guys still taking sponsors? And if you are, how do companies sponsor? Yeah, we're definitely still open to sponsorship. And um, somebody can contact myself at the Downtown Biz, and we can get that ball rolling. Killer. My, of course, I go back to food. The Q Grill <laughs> kind of, you know, one last year. Are they coming back to defend their title? Um, I believe so. If they didn't, I'd, I'd call them up and, you know, <laughs> give them trouble. Uh, <laughs> because I, last year they had they, they, they had, they have a ton of staff. Like, I think they had... It's got to be like 10 people in there, like behind their, their, on their grill making food. They had a pretty slick setup. You'd go in there, you'd pay, you'd see a lot of people making your stuff, and then another lineup for, to, to get food. But the lineup to, uh, to, um, to pay was like 50 feet, and the lineup to get your food was 50 feet. People just... I know, the lineups are insane. Yeah, yeah. And again, these guys, they're, they're, they're pretty efficient on how they produce the food, but it seems like no matter how many people they have, it's still got to mm-hmm. line up, right? And they did win two awards last year, so I guess that speaks for it. Exactly right. All right, so where can people get more info about Minifest? And maybe you can remind us what dates it runs and where downtown it's located. Yeah, so Minifest will be taking place Friday, September 8th to Sunday, September 10th on Broadway and Memorial Boulevard. And if you want more information, you can check out our website www.manyfest.ca Sarah, you're awesome. Thanks for uh, joining me today. I appreciate it. No worries. All right, have a good day. The food trucks alone are enough reason to go to Manyfest. Add all those other things and you can't lose. Back with Sobey's Extra Pharmacy Dietitian, Jessica Welichenko, to talk about the cedar plank salmon we made at Sobey's a couple weeks ago and to give me tips on what to make for kids' school lunches when the main ingredient returns. Salmon is one of my favorite things to eat. However, many people are concerned about the high fat content it contains. So Sobe's extra pharmacy dietitian, Jessica Welichenko, is here to talk about the right types of fat and to give great tips on making kids' lunches now that back to school is just around the corner. Young lady, how are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Let's talk about what we did 
in Sobeys the other day. We are going to talk about some of the recipes we made. We're going to talk about kids' lunches, which you know I hate to make. It's horrible. That's why I don't make them anymore. I'm on strike permanently. Let's talk about the cedar plank salmon we made. And um, you're going to remind me, we grilled it. There's other ways to make salmon. I know that a lot of people are concerned about the fattened salmon. So let's talk about the way we made it first of all, which is grilling compared to baking or frying. Yeah, so salmon is a, a really fatty fish that's really full of the omega-3 heart-healthy fats, which makes it really easy to cook. It's really hard to dry out salmon or overcook it, Wanna but bet. the grill is a great way. Well, I guess it depends who's <laughs> cooking it. Um, the grill is a great way because you're not usually adding a lot of fat to that cooking method, so mm-hmm. you're keeping it pretty heart-healthy. And then you can use a cedar plank on the grill as well just to get in as much as you can in the summer grilling season. If you're making it in the oven, you can do that without adding a lot of fat. You can do it stove top uh, as well but typically when you're cooking salmon yeah it's nice to keep the the uh, deep frying off the menu for sure it keeps it fresh in the kitchen too right you don't have to have the whole salmon aroma in your house that's kind of new yeah that's a good point yeah yeah we made them the salsa out of avocado and mango so let's talk about the avocado portion i love avocado could eat them all day long but again people some people are concerned about the fat content in avocado so maybe we can talk about that Yeah, and when it comes to fat, I mean, fat has a bad rap in in the diet because people automatically think if I eat a lot of fat, I'm going to gain a lot of fat on my body. And that's not always the case because it's not about eating less fat. It's about eating more of the right types of fats. Mm -hmm. Looking at the heart-healthy fat, like the unsaturated fatty acids, like the kind that you find in avocado, salmon, nuts and seeds, olive oil, canola oil. So yeah, that avocado made into a salsa is a great way to sneak in that healthy fat in a fresh, light dish. And you can use it as a topping to the salmon like we did, or you can serve it at a party with chips and dip. It can be that way as well. It's a really versatile dish, but avocado is really good for the heart-healthy monounsaturated fats. Um, so you are the Sobeys pharmacy dietitian. What does a pharmacy dietitian do at Sobeys all day? Yeah, so as Sobeys pharmacy dietitian, I work really closely with the pharmacy team at our location on Pemina and really focus to deliver health and wellness solutions to our shoppers. So bridging the gap between grocery and pharmacy and really connecting health to the food that we eat because it plays such an integral integral role in our health and well-being, the food choices that we make. So it really makes a lot of sense to have a dietitian working in a grocery store as part of a community pharmacy team. It really looks at health from like a holistic view. It's really great to work for a company that truly stands up to their mandate to help Canadians eat better, feel better, and do better. So when I'm in store, I do free group classes. We have a community room kitchen with different events each month in store. And then I also meet with people one-on-one for fee-for-service consultations. So if you're looking for a private shopper, label reading, meal ideas, we do it all in store. I know a lot of people probably find it surprising that you're there. Like, do a lot of people use the service? Remember the first time we met? I couldn't believe that this service was offered in the store. Do a lot of people use it? Yeah, I mean, awareness grows as you're there longer and having a presence in the store, people definitely start to recognize you, but it is a a desired service. People want dietitians in grocery stores. I mean, that's where you're purchasing your food. Um, I settle disputes in the store all the time between shoppers uh, that know me, know I'm there. They'll seek me out, ask questions. Uh, And it's, it's really great to see aha moments in people when you're actually talking about food when they're buying it. It makes a big difference. For sure. Um, Let's bring up another topic. My favorite topic, kids' lunches. Um, School is around the corner. 
so we know that everybody is going to be making kids' lunches or whether they make their child make their lunch, you know, whatever. Either way, the lunch has got to be made. So let's talk about um, ways parents can keep their kids interested in their lunch. Like, I, I know that sometimes I would send my daughter with lunch, but that's not the lunch she ate that day. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So maybe we can talk about how they can, how you can get them to eat the food that you made them. Well, as parents, it's important that you seem excited to come, kind of make their lunches too. So you might have to work on that, Kevin. Yeah, know, but I'll give you some other tips that you might be able to do. <laughs> I know if I'm going, oh, I got to make your lunch. Then <laughs> yeah, of course so they're, they're not really be... <laughs> excited to, to help you do it. <laughs> and that's a recommendation. Well, not a recommendation, but a good suggestion. I mean, get the kids involved. They're the ones that are eating it. And if they have no say in what they want, then they're probably not going to look forward to eating that lunch. That's a good point. Yeah. So get them involved. Take a familiar food that they like and maybe create it in a new and different way. And that's what we did with some of the recipes that we prepared, taking familiar foods and recreating them. Does it always have to be healthy? Can you throw a few healthy things in there and then maybe give them a treat, you know, to balance the the health portion just to just to give them a treat, get them excited? Well, balance is key, right? And you said it. So if you're having a mostly healthy lunch and then you're throwing in a treat, of course, there's room for that too. But you have to think of all the lunches and snacks that you send to school with your kids. Uh, That's a big chunk of the nutrients that they eat for the day. And these lunches are fueling their minds and their bodies so they can go to school and learn and participate and be involved. So the goal is to really fuel them with the healthy food to get them through the day. And throwing in some treats to keep it exciting is important too. Right. Um, you know, the old saying when people say breakfast is the most important meal of the day, how important is it for kids to get a nutritious lunch? Really important. Breakfast, of course, as well, but lunch too, because that is their main source of fuel and how can they focus? How can they learn, um, when they're either feeling hungry Mm -hmm. or uh, not getting enough of the right nutrients throughout the day can make them feel tired as well. So that's really important. Right. Um, one of the recipes we made or one of the things we made was a crunchy granola parfait that had chia seeds, right? So as soon as I hear chia seeds as an adult, when I think of what I ate as a kid, I would have never eaten that. <laughs> so how, how are you going to, you know, how do you, how do you uh, sell chia seeds to your child? And maybe we, you can talk about the nutrition, nutritional benefits of chia seeds. Well, if your kids know, or maybe you can show them what a chia pet is, that might help. Chia-chia-chia. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no, but really, when it comes to something like the granola parfaits, yeah, so it's a homemade granola, and we added the chia seeds in there. Right. So granola is something, you know, most kids are familiar with or have had it before, and then this is just a way to add an extra boost of nutrition. And they really don't taste like anything. They're pretty flavorless, but they really take on the flavor of what you combine them with. And they're full of the, again, heart-healthy fats, uh, fiber, protein, as well. So sneaking in that kind of unfamiliar food item with a, fr- a food item like granola or recipe like granola that they are familiar with, hopefully they'll try it then. And tell them that it's there. Be honest. Uh, and that's a good way. That's a good way. I would totally lie. <laughs> and tell them later. Maybe put it in there and Find then tell them after. What did you think of that lunch? What did you think of that parfait? They say, oh, dad, it was great. There's chia seeds in there, you know. And then kind of sell it on them, right? Yeah, they might have them stuck in their teeth when they get home, too, <laughs> so warning. It could be. Um, that granola parfait, uh, how long can it be stored for? 
Yeah. So when you're making the granola parfait, if you bake the granola in advance, you can store it in an airtight container and even throw it in the freezer Mm -hmm. uh, as long as you label it. So you know the day that you made it or you can store it in the fridge as well. So storing it in the fridge for up to a week and in the freezer would probably last up to a month if it was sealed properly as well. And then you can just build your parfait when you're ready. So take out your granola, combine it with some Greek yogurt, either plain or you could do lightly sweetened or you can mix it and add some fresh fruits. You're really getting a balanced type of lunch option and not just eating one type of food. Um, Really looking at getting at least three of the four food groups from Canada's Food Guide and the granola parfait does that. You get the granola as your grain and then you also have the yogurt and then the fruit as well. Okay, you're going to come over and just make my daughter lunch. That's going to be my shortcut. Um, There's always some days where you can't make lunch or maybe you're rushed for time. I know you guys have a few options at Sobeys that uh, maybe you can talk about. Yeah, there's so many great options that we offer at Sobeys as far as grab and go, and a granola parfait is one of them. Our produce department makes fresh cut, um, ready to go, serve produce every day. So whether it's fruit or vegetables, and then including a granola parfait. So they have the parfaits that have a cup of yogurt, half a cup of granola, and fruit in there as well. So really, there's kind of anything for everybody that's looking for a grab and go option, and uh, it's it's great to have those selections when we're so busy and sometimes just need a quick shortcut. Yeah, nice. You are a fountain information. Um, how can people get a hold of you if they want to talk to you, maybe by phone or email? Is there a way that they can contact you? Yeah, so if you contact me uh, in the store at Sobeys Pemina, you can also go online to sobeyspharmacy.com slash newsletter, and you can take a look at our free events and find my contact information on there as well. Perfect. Jessica, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. And thank you all for listening today. That was Sobeys Extra Pharmacy Dietitian Jessica Welichenko. Before that was Downtown Winnipeg Biz Coordinator Sarah Lipinski talking about Minifest. And we started the show with Nadine Pelican, the owner of Hocus Pocus Pies and Dice. Tune in next week for more main ingredient on 680 CGOB and enjoy the great weather this weekend.